0: Um, to another episode. Hey, day—we're on day thirteen, baby. We're counting down days now on the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, of course—the only wrestling podcast online, hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne, hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd, right over there. Whoop! <laughs> and like I said, day thirteen, because coming out of day one, we are counting every single day now. I think it's only fair. I think it's only fair that every pay-per-view be called day just whatever of the
1: year it is. <sighs> well, we'll see. After January, it'll get harder to remember the days. So ha- have,
0: like, have, have they ever had a pay-per-view on, uh, I guess, that February 29th on that special leap year day?
1: Uh, I mean, it's possible. I don't I'm know.
0: I'm trying to think. What would the pun be? Like a leap year? You know or, yeah. like what would the I mean, gi- what would the gimmick match be it would be a uh a trick a, a a trick in uh, no a leap fight tr- a leap year f- hmm.
1: uh <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know yeah, we'll find it we'll find it I'm sure the nerds back at home know what's going on, but hey we are uh hot off of the shooties the only professional wrestling award show that matters p w i you can suck it no one cares. Uh, that your awards suspiciously were a, a very similar to ours however ca- came out after our award show uh so i would like to point that out right off the bat
1: yeah it seems like a lot of them have been doing that following after us
0: yeah it, the
1: hot tips in
0: the weeks or months after us and then all their uh, all their award recipients are similar to ours it was another great show. Uh, it was a great two hours of everything. And now, 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 what I'm most excited about—not only with the start of the new year—is the start of the new shooties, like the, the prospect of the shooties 2022. <laughs> uh, it, it just excites me.
1: Yeah, I mean, within the first week, we are here. We had some outstanding matches already contending for uh, the new shooty, new shooty year. Like Brian and Hangman, of course, who I'm sure we're going to see a lot from this year.
0: And we're going to see we're going to see a lot of those two, uh, and we're going to hear a lot about them at the end of the year. So let's get into this week's episode of the podcast. Let's start the show off the way that we always do, which is by crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week.
1: It's the Tweet of the Week. This
0: week's Tweet of the Week.
1: Oh, who's up to something?
0: <laughs> uh, I, no, I didn't think anyone was up to something, Mike. Sometimes, yeah. I, sometimes I, I, I think like the winner. Of, <laughs> well, that's
1: not always. Sometimes it's.
0: And sometimes you know the winner is kind of just like determined at a point, and then life goes on. Sometimes, uh, this week's Tweetly champion goes out <laughs> to uh, none other than now eight and tying Week champion record holder CM Punk. The chick oh, magnet baby. himself uh, r- uh, respond to a photo that uh, Indy Hartwell posted on her Twitter account with her and the old school divas title, the pink one. And he just uh, he put it all on the line right there, said, you got to fight Cora now. An Indy Hartwell, Cora Jade feud, Cora Jade hopped into the chat, tweeted herself of herself. And what looks like from a original CM Punk WWE run house show, a little selfie action caught. And uh, she said, I'm ready. CM Punk responds to the two of them, (laughs) says, you've been killing it. We're all proud of you. Don't take any shit from anyone. CM Punk. The player wow, coach uh, of uh, professional wrestling, uh, and that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> that, uh, that, that's a, that's high praise to be uh, to be said from CM Punk himself.
1: Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's got to feel pretty good for those two. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially since a few weeks ago, Cora Jade and Darby Allen were exchanging shots. So, not everyone carries the same beef. We're more than just loyal to the company we work for. So, nice to see some some genuine compliments from. The Chick Magnet himself.
0: The Chick Magnet himself. That's all we got to <laughs> say. That's all we got to say. And eight-time League Champion tying uh, the Randman. So, you know, a lot of prestige at the top of that, uh, you know, th- those reigns
1: yeah who's gonna get uh 16 who's gonna get flair's record yeah who's, who's gonna, gonna get rick Fla- who's gonna get to the rick flair <laughs> level
0: um it, it'll be exciting to see who the, who the greatest of all time will be uh let's get into the week then shall we let's get into uh our professional wrestling week kicking off with our friday round of shows let's get ourselves into some uh wwe smackdown live Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait, we used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown. Live. And this is our fa- five, this is our fallout mostly. from uh day one. Day seven. Day seven. A week out uh, uh, six days out. Well day
1: six. Day six technically. <laughs> yeah. It's uh But, uh, yeah, only six days later, Roman Reigns, he's made a full comeback from his COVID, uh, protocol, and he's here. He's still a universal champion, didn't have to defend the belt, so, yeah, he just cuts a promo about Lesnar, Heyman, so they come out, and Brock just gets in his face and, uh, puts himself over as the new WWE champ and says, hey, let's give everyone what they want. Title versus title, champ versus champ. And Reigns is like, yeah, not a bad idea, but it's not my idea, and... This is my show, so we do what I want. And uh, then he just starts insulting Paul Heyman. and Heyman's like, I loved you, my tribal chief, and what did you do? <laughs> and Brock just cuts him off, says, shut up. And Reigns is like, don't talk to him that way. And Brock says, or what? And then Lesnar, or, and then Heyman says to Brock, please don't talk to him that way. So still kind of playing both sides. and Brock just tells Paul again, shut up. Reigns comes flying in with the Superman punch. And he walks off, but uh, yeah, some good little tension building there between under three. Where and, does anyone lie? And, Where does Heyman lie?
0: And of course, leading to the uh, Paul Heyman on a pole match,
1: or or, or Paul <laughs> yeah, Heyman custody of Paul Heyman, <laughs>
0: Paul Heyman in a Shark Tank above the ring match. Uh, all of these options is, 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 ex, is extreme rules yeah. coming out?
1: Isn't that one all that one's always around the rumble, right? Is extreme rules coming up? I feel like that one hops around the calendar mm. so I don't know. I don't know. But they are going to Saudi for an elimination hey, chamber. Hey,
0: we're going to Saudi for, for the for the actual that's chamber right. pay-per-view.
1: I think the February pay-per-view. It might not be called elimination chamber, but the chamber will be there. Huh. It could I maybe mean, it'll be the greatest elimination chamber. <laughs>
0: 14 <laughs> pods.
1: <laughs> yeah. It hasn't been officially announced, but AC Dirt sent me a little text saying that's the plan.
0: Interesting, Inter- so. Hey Well, hey, that that that'd be cool. <laughs> hey? I mean, the cha- the chamber always a great place. Um, yeah, always a leading, good match. Leading. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hear from, we'll hear about more, about from Brock Lesnar over on Monday Night Raw. He's a, now he's a free agent, right? So he's allowed yeah. to.
1: He does not abide by any sort of uh, quarterly invitational rules. Good.
0: Just want to just want to get that out of the <laughs> way, just so everyone can be on the same page about what's going on.
1: Yeah. Uh we go backstage where Sammy Zane's talking to Johnny Knoxville about the Raw Rumble. And Sammy's like, "Hey bud, this isn't Jackass. You got to have, you know, you need technical wrestling skills. You haven't even qualified for the Rumble. So uh if you go and show me an elder statesman of Smackdown then just maybe. But uh, until then just stay out of everybody's way." Yeah. So you, uh, you know already planting some seeds there for the the actual Rumble match
0: exactly yeah what's what's the what's the final spot gonna be what's the knoxville spot gonna be and uh maybe it'll yeah, involve but, sammy uh, Zayn.
1: probably but uh right after that sammy Zayn's coming out to take on rick boogs who once again just looking great showing off all that power lifting tossing sammy ragdolling him all over the place uh yeah at one point he even like lifts sammy in a suplex drops down to a knee and then lifts him all the way back up and Pat McAfee just freaking out over, it. like he don't, only he can. Uh, anyway, Sammy fights back, but Boogs catches him in a roll-up, gets a three, so another big win for Boogs. Sammy's pissed off, and then Johnny Knoxville comes sneaking out, dumps Sammy over the top ropes from behind, and he celebrates. And the ring announcer says, Johnny Knoxville's qualified for the Raw Rumble. I mean, so that's all I- I- if getting a royal, if getting a rumble-style
0: elimination is not enough to qualify, then I don't know what would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's more than a lot of other people do, but uh, I guess he's an outsider, so we have to do something to earn it. And
0: And Rick Boogs... put up the graphic. He's on it. (laughs) He's on the graphic. He's on the graphic. Um, I don't know if they're on the graphic, though, but Rick Boogs, Eric Boogenhagen, guy's a beast. New favorite YouTube channel is the 45 Seconds (laughs) videos, cell phone potato quality videos that he posts of himself lifting an insane amount of weight and then putting it back down. Uh, cannot yeah. recommend it enough.
1: No, I think because he's still in this uh, kind of comedy role, it's underrated. His physique, his—it's one of the top, most impressive ones on the roster. Gotta be. It's like guys like Brock and Lashley and stuff. But he's right up there. Uh, but then we go to Charlotte Flair coming out. Uh, her talk segment of Flair for the dramatic. I don't know. Is that, is that a talk show or is that just what they called this? I don't
0: know. Yeah. Um we didn't have quite we didn't have the level of uh kind of branding and signage that let's say uh, a Ms. T V or a Peep show would have. Yeah. Um, no real set almost as if it was like the pilot of the show. Right. You know, we'll get a little more bi- we'll get a little bit of a bigger budget for the second episode. Uh or it could just go the way of Corey Graves' electric chair. We know, we never know.
1: We don't know, but uh, Charlotte just cuts a promo, insults the crowd, and then talks about the Royal Rumble as we play a video package uh, for the Women's Rumble, which just kind of spoils a bunch of surprise entrants that they could have used. Like uh, the Bella Twins, Summer Rae, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, and Mickey James, uh, and Lita. So... That's like a third of the rumble right there almost.
0: Yeah, like so all speaking. in all after so yeah, after this after this episode and uh, kind of like everything together, um we've already just named 18 entrants to the 30 woman rumble. Yeah. Uh, which is more than yeah, yeah, about 2 thirds of the people in it, we already know who are. That's not fun.
1: Well I mean, especially the surprise, like the Bella twins, that would have got a pop and
0: yeah, the Bella know, twins what, what, what are what are they doing around... back here? And now, yeah. and then I start to wonder to myself did, did they release so much of the roster that now it's gonna be like <laughs> remember that first rumble was a lot of like not smackdown or raw performers it was there was a lot of callbacks and a lot of things like that. Uh, yeah. It sort of feels like that
1: well, I think we will have some some surprise and Mickey, James. Like, well, yeah, even Pat McAfee mentions she's the current Impact Knockouts champion. He said those words on air, so. I,
0: I wasn't thinking that. No, do you remember like 6 months ago well, that, <laughs> when, <laughs> when she, she was relieved. pissed because they threw like her apparently they, he was like they threw my stuff in a trash bag and then just like left it out in the hall. And then <laughs> now she's back taking the paycheck? Like if that's not something, then I don't know what something is.
1: Yeah. Well, and like I said, was that she's a, the Impact was that a shoot? Knockouts champion? Was
0: that a work?
1: Her, I think being that, no, the trash bag was a big that, bad misunderstanding, so that was real. Man, and then she somehow was forgave them in, in her heart of hearts. Well, Vince McMahon personally called her and he's like, That's not what I think you do. Whoever did that has been taken care of, something like that. So, here's uh, uh here's some uh, I guess, well, I guess you it's
0: probably cheaper to pay people for the rumble than it would be to like have a performer on for the entire year. You know, it's probably yeah. like more financially worth. it. Like, we'll give you fifteen grand for the rumble, just so, just because we don't want to give you a hundred grand for
1: the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, that could be part of it. Yeah,
0: hey, uh, I, I, I know a thing or two <laughs> about business.
1: But uh, I've heard rumors that she's even going to be coming out with that Impact Knockouts Championship. So this could be some small cross promotion. You know, I mean, not that WWE needs to do it, but
0: okay, yeah, I uh, hey, mentioned it we'll ha- we'll have to yeah. see it. We'll have to see it if it happens, if not. Uh I mean, I
1: think she's uh, you know,
0: it's it's hot, possible.
1: It's possible. Uh but then at the end, Charlotte, she says, "Guess what? I'm entering the Rumble as well. And if I win, I'm going to pick my challenger." When you know, I would I would choose to challenge the other championship if I was her, but hey, whatever. Uh so that's when Naomi comes out and she's like, hey, why wait till WrestleMania? Why don't you put that title on the line against me right now? And Charlotte just says no. So Naomi smacks her in the face and we get a non-title match. So just jumping right in. Naomi taking on Charlotte. Crowd's uh, pretty behind Naomi. Uh, and yeah, they got a good amount of time here. Uh, Charlotte gets Naomi in the figure four, but Naomi gets to the ropes. So the ref starts counting. Uh, Yeah, but uh, Charlotte won't break the hold, and that's when Sonya Deville chimes in. and She's like, ah, by the way, no DQ. And I think she did that earlier, too, said no countouts when Charlotte was about to get counted out. So well, Sonya's just fucking with Naomi still, and uh, yeah, eventually she goes for her split-leg moonsault, but Charlotte catches her, hits a big back drop, and then the natural selection to get the win with a bunch of assistance from Sonya Deville. A
0: bunch of assistants. A bunch of assistants. It seems like she's next. It seems like uh, Naomi's filling this, uh, what the Tony Storm role was supposed to be. Uh, (laughs) The next to encounter the queen. But still a lot of unfinished business with Sonya Deville. I feel like the Sonya Deville feud is like the mania feud.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, it's been a long burning storyline, but I'm, you know, I'm happy they're sticking with it. It's going to make the actual match feel big, so.
0: And it is nice to know that no matter what, like Charlotte's gonna make it down to that final four, you know. So like, I do have kind of like that. I do have even if even if she doesn't take the win. I mean, I think she won last year. the Year two, two, two ago. Uh, two, two years, years ago, ago. Yeah, because yeah, Bianca Belair won last one. Yeah. Um, it's nice to know that she'll just be there. You know. That, that's oh, all. That's I'm sure all. she'll be there. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: she'll be there. <laughs> Uh, But let's move along to Mr. Corbin and his happy talk, which, as dreadful as usual, uh, brags about beating McIntyre and says, hey, let's bring the guy out. And it's just Madcap dressed up as Drew and does a bad accent, bad humor. Viking Raiders interrupt them. uh, So we just get the Viking Raiders taking on Corbin and Moss. Nothing special here, but I think the first time we finally get to see Madcap's finishing move which was kind of cool. It was like this neck-breaker, headlock driver thing. It calls it the punchline. But it gets him the win, him and Corbin.
0: Yeah, any t- there was, I think there was two talk segments in a row, I guess. Kind of, you know, I mean, between Charlotte's thing and then uh, this thing.
1: Yeah. Maybe they just wanted and to keep, uh,
0: you know, the talk show vibe going on a couple times.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never... I'm never excited for Happy Talk, so... Nah. They can just end it. <laughs> uh, but something to get excited for. The Usos taking on the New Day. I know we just got it, but like we said, it's always a good match. And uh, this one's a street fight. And it's for the titles once again. So, just another chapter in the storied rivalry here. Uh, early on, the Usos pull out a roll of duct tape. They tape whips up to the ropes. Um... Uh, but Kofi gets him free, and then they bring out the steel steps, so everyone starts bashing each other around with that. And uh, then New Day pull out some gladiator armor. So, a uh, nice chest piece for Kofi, a helmet for Woods. And uh, Kofi just uses the chest piece to smash Jimmy. But Woods puts his helmet on, Jay goes to super kick him in the head. But the helmet protects him, so it just no-sells it. That was actually kind of funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was good. I got to laugh. <laughs> that, 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 that was a good one. That was a good one.
1: Yeah, good little spot. Uh, then Kofi hits the trouble in paradise, but the pin gets broken up. So the Usos just go on a roll, hit a bunch of super kicks in a row, and then they set up table up in the middle of the ring and hit Kofi with the 3D through the table. So now they are fully stealing the Dudley's finisher, and that gets them the three to retain. I uh, mean, there's there's
0: kind of like a fine there's like a finite amount of tag moves or non tag moves that you can do. You know, yeah. I think eventually, you, you know.
1: <coughs> I mean, if they yeah, if they want to use it as their new finisher, especially now, it's if it's cooler. like a
0: finish, like a actual finisher, not one of these fucking not not like a zigzag or something. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> the Usos splash people kick out. Exactly often, right. So.
0: Like I feel like bringing in a new maneuver that's like not kicked out of. You know, Reeves, you know, uh, dominates, especially <coughs> like it's one that we know.
1: Yeah, no, it was fine, but, uh, just a bit of a, you know, another loss for a new day. Back to back, clean losses there, so.
0: Yeah, between all three, oh. all three members of the new day aren't, uh, aren't, are aren't aren't, 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 haven't been booked too, too well lately.
1: Yeah, a bit of a rough, ever since, uh, Woods won the king, it's been a bit of a down. Huh, toward, weird, but. yeah. Uh, yeah, so at some point during the show, Adam Pearce says that he's uh, been given the the option; he gets to choose who Roman Reigns' his challenger for the Universal Title will be at room, at uh, Royal Rumble. And uh, at the very end of the show, Roman's sitting in his dressing room, and we hear a knock on the door to the tune of the Shields theme. And uh, Seth Rollins comes walking in and cackles like only he can. So it uh, <laughs> looks like it's Seth Rollins. <laughs> That's that's exactly it. Thank you. And uh, looks like that's it. Rollins versus Roman. That's for Raw uh, Rumble.
0: Interesting. R- so, <laughs> does that mean now it was not an in-ring appearance? Uh, however, it was a backstage appearance. It was an appearance that you had no business being
1: there. Um, well, uh, he's the number one contender now. Isn't that some business?
0: Yeah, but just by just what does that mean? That there was no
1: Pierce called him and said, "Can you get here by the end of the show?" And he just said, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> "Okay. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't your... know because I feel like next week if he's on SmackDown, that will be like the first that <laughs> you know, if he's on SmackDown, he's then broken or he's then now just kind of implemented himself into the Branch brand invitational.
1: Um yeah you're the, you're, you're going to keep the notes on that so however you want to mark it down I'll leave it to you.
0: Yeah, I mean I think you know <laughs> even if even though it was like a post-credit scene, it was it was almost like a post-credit scene. You know, in one of those Marvel movies where you know it has like a character from one of the other franchises comes <laughs> in and then you're like, "Oh shit, they weren't really in the movie, but they were in the movie. They're their names on the credits event, you know, probably at the bottom there somewhere." So uh I don't know, Seth Rollins. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Just so you know, though, uh, the kids are the kids are keeping notes. The kids are keeping notes. All right. Well.
1: Okay. Uh, that was SmackDown, and then uh, apparently there was a dark match between Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne. Peter well, Dune. Could be some scouting for a main roster call-up, or they could be getting released. Who knows? <laughs> 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 so grim that's (laughs) that's, uh unfortunately that's the way it's been but uh yeah that was your Friday Night Smackdown so let's just hop on over to that other Friday show of ours uh All Elite Rampage.
0: Rampage 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 Rampage
1: Rampage Rampage <clears throat> excuse me kick off the show with adam cole taking on jake atlas who we might know as former nxt wrestler there uh yes did that cartwheel uh moons, or ddt thing off the top rope
0: one one of the also one of the recent releases
1: yeah one of many uh and he does all right here he lasts about 10 minutes against cole and Looking good for most of the match. Showing off that athletic cruiserweight style. Uh, Gets a couple near falls, but then an unfortunate spot right at the end of the match. He does a springboard into the ring. Cole super kicks him out of the air. But when Atlas lands, his knee kind of buckles and he just clutches at it immediately. The ref checks on him. and uh, Cole climbs up the rope, goes for the Panama Sunrise, but Atlas can't even take it. His knee just buckles again so he appears legitimately hurt there so cole just thinks on his feet locks in a quick knee bar and atlas taps out immediately so uh unfortunate ending there bad luck after a pretty solid match for atlas
0: yeah i did hear i did hear it was not i did hear it was a, a legitimate injury uh yeah. and Saxon was only his second uh aew match but um Hopefully we'll hear back, you know, the, the, you know, he's only 27. He's a young man here in the (laughs) ring. So uh, hopefully he can heal up.
1: And this was uh, taped on the same night as Ray Phoenix got hurt. So just bad luck in that arena. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think uh, Bobby. at one point, I don't know
1: if you. What were you going to say? Yeah. No, at one point during the match, uh, Chris Jericho said that Adam Cole reminded him of Shawn Michaels. And then there was like 10 seconds of silence. So I don't know if the. Sean Shawn Michaels name drop was something they did or didn't want.
0: Like you, Oh, like that was too much? Like we're not allowed to say Shawn Michaels?
1: I don't know. I just noticed. Uh, maybe they didn't. He was just like, oh, Adam Cole reminds me of Shawn Michaels. And
0: and, There's just silence and after. There was just so no, nobody had anything to say.
1: <laughs> it could be yeah. that, too. It could be that. Maybe no one had anything yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, you were saying something about Bobby Fish?
0: Uh, no, I think it was just after the match, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly kind of come out for like a post-match attack but then the best friends also show up and make the save there Yeah, Uh, because kind of this this undisputed best friends thing is still going on
1: yeah they're beefing Uh, and then we get the new sensation Hook taking on Aaron Solo and once again Hook just getting a huge reaction he's got the whole crowd rooting for him and uh, yeah just some more impressive action from him the human suplex machine. He's becoming just just dominating like his father used to in ECW. And, uh, locks in that TAS mission, which they're not calling it that. I keep forgetting what they call it. but uh, It's the same move, and he gets the win. Hook on a roll. Uh, and then QT Marshall tries to get in his face after, so Hook just plants him with a big Saito suplex.
0: In uh, his
1: longest match to date. Eh?
0: Eh? Not bad. Not bad.
1: Yeah, no, every he's, he's gonna up the quality and length, uh, more and more. Of course. You know, work yeah. away at the card. Yeah. Uh then we got some tag team action, Ruby Soho and Riho taking on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And uh yeah, it was fine. Not the not the craziest tag match you'll see in AEW, but it was okay. Uh, they just kinda go back and forth. Hater tries to nail Reho but she ducks and Hater accidentally knocks Baker out. And Then Reho rolls up Hater, gets a 3. So Baker's pissed afterwards. She shoves Jamie and walks off. So some tension there.
0: Yeah, not much not much to this one for me, at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, Reho and Baker are fighting the next night, so maybe they saved a bit of it for that.
0: Yeah, that could have been it. That could have been it.
1: Yeah. Uh, then you had 2.0 and uh, Daniel Garcia versus uh, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz in a street fight. So, you know, we had the garbage cans, uh, smashing people in the head, suplexing them onto it. One of the 2.0 guys even grabs a giant Burt Kreischer head out of the crowd. Yeah, there was a a bunch of
0: those jumbo heads, uh, I think with all the other hosts from the Go Big Show uh, on TNT Thursdays at (laughs) 8.
1: There Uh. you go. (laughs) So uh, they fight their way all around the ringside, and they make a big mess, just spilled beer. Uh, We get the old powder, salt in the face, the Mr. Fuji Yokozuna favorite. Mm. Uh, And then at one point, they all hold Eddie Kingston down and nail him in the head with the ring belt. Put him through a table on the floor. But back in the ring, Santana and Ortiz go on a roll. Hit a big combo of moves, ending with a big discus lariat. And they get the win. But the heels are sore losers after, so they attack. Uh, duct tape Eddie to the ropes. It's a duct tape spot on each show there on Friday night. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, yeah, Jericho runs in to make the save. So, Chris Jericho looking
0: uh, rejuvenated. Looking younger and younger, Uh, he's he somehow looks like he's took ten years off of his life. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he did.
1: What? Stopped drinking while he was sick?
0: I don't know. I don't know. He (laughs) looks ten years younger. Uh, The years have just have just washed out of his hair, and he's he looks like a (laughs) young man.
1: Yeah, I think someone said the week before he was leaking like Rudy Giuliani's (laughs) hair.
0: It was it was Giuliani esque.
1: but uh hey uh, he probably couldn't feel it on his forehead you know it's kind of stuck
0: yeah who knows who knows how that works Uh, he he emptied out the bottle
1: though yeah (laughs) uh anyways shall we just move right along to saturday night the uh the first of the new tbs specials the battle of the belts
0: yeah we're doing it they uh they said we're getting like six of these or something four of these
1: yeah, something like that. So uh only a one hour special, so we're not actually getting all of the belts, which is kind of a... And
0: one you know, of them we're getting uh, I wouldn't like even the, I wouldn't even count as a belt.
1: Yeah. So it was kinda of, the timing of it is weird because the previous Wednesday they had that huge first TBS show. You had the world title, the tag title change hands, the TBS title crowned. So that felt like a battle of the belts compared to this. Um uh, because our first match isn't even for a real belt, really. It's uh, Dustin Rhodes taking on Sammy Guevara for the interim TNT Championship, which is uh, I don't know, because I don't think Cody's going to be out that long. So this is kind of a weird thing to do. Uh,
0: well, I guess the belt would have been that or a tag champ. You think they would have put the AD- You think they would have put like Hangman Page on something?
1: Yeah, or maybe have the Jurassic Express that big tag title win. Have that as your. Yeah, it,
0: it did see. It did seem a bit weird because yeah, Cody out with COVID, and uh, but crowning interim champion is really more of like a UFC or like a big fight thing, right? Because yeah, because you, you, you that's you, usually
1: when you're. When you're the for like six months, you're waiting for the real champ to come back.
0: Yeah, or it'll be something like right? you. It'll be something like let's say uh, the the during training the champion gets injured, right? And they're like, you know, well he we don't want to just strip him of it because he'll be back in six months. But let's have a fight now to determine kind of who that who the champion is for now, and then that person will get to fight the actual guy when he heals up. So that's like the idea, right? It's like yeah. Sammy Guevara is the interim champion now, but Cody never lost it. So if he beats, if Cody wins when he comes back, then he was just continues to be the champion. Very bizarre. Weird way to play it.
1: Well, yeah, especially because I think he's going to be back within a week or two. So it seems like they could have just, I mean, I get they wanted to have another title match here, but they could have just postponed it. But whatever. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Either way. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, though, getting called up or called to the spot here to take on Sammy. So, potential for a rematch of that five-star classic against his brother.
0: Oh, I mean, God, I I, I can't tell you the last time um, that Dustin Rhodes, that I remember Dustin Rhodes wrestling.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, his appearances on Dynamite have definitely thinned out a bit. But, uh, you know, they show respect here, shake hands, and just put on a pretty good match. The veteran versus the young hotshot. The crowd was hot. Uh, Dustin hits a big pile driver on the floor. Uh, Sammy starts selling a injured, an injured leg, but uh, he's still able to bust out his crazy springboard, flipping sentons to the floor. And all over the place, all over the place. Uh, but then back in the ring, Dustin catches him with a crossroads, spiking Sammy hard, but he kicks out of that. So Dustin hits a code red for another near fall, but Sammy starts fighting back. He hits the GTH, and this caught Dustin real good in the head. Uh, but somehow he kicks out of that. So, uh, this is when Fuego Del Sol appears from under the ring, pulls out a table, sets it up on the floor. Arn Anderson gets in his face and just says, Get out of here, kid! And then he starts reaching into his, his invisible coat pocket to pull out the finger glock, which... I love the way Fuego just sells it. He's terrified. He runs oh. off.
0: As if, well, yeah, Arn Anderson. Real gun in there. We know Arn Anderson owns guns, and we know that he's a crazy old man. Like, that's a scary yeah. combination.
1: And I love, he didn't even have to point it at him. He just, the threat, just reaching into his coat pocket was enough to scare The
0: threat of it being there.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, all this time, this table's been set up. This allows Dustin to hit a fucking Canadian destroyer off the apron through the table. Holy shit um uh, yeah so i mean they weren't scared to go right back to uh, a table spot off the apron just days after phoenix getting and up, for
0: a so. dude who <laughs> has been winning matches with a running bulldog to see a destroyer through a table off the apron that's a huge leap like from yeah <laughs> running bulldog to i mean i like it yeah I, meanwhile meanwhile you're 50 years old
1: yeah awesome move Dustin throws him back in the ring makes the cover but Sammy kicks out so Dustin hits him with a crossroads hangs on, hits a second crossroads picks him up goes for the double underhook but Sammy escapes, super kicks him and then they just go back and forth with pinning combinations, reversing each other until Sammy's able to hold Dustin down for the three, so Sammy Guevara the new interim TNT champion
0: Which means uh, I guess he'll get to take on Cody somewhere, sometime, maybe just on a regular show. Uh, I guess um, Revolution is the pay-per-view that's coming up. I have no idea when it is, Mm, but March March probably.
1: Yeah, something around there. But, I mean, Sammy Guevara is already lining up opponents to defend his interim title against, so Uh, (laughs) who knows how long it's going to be.
0: Yeah, hmm.
1: yeah, but either way, that this was pretty good. I mean, one of Dustin's best matches he's had in a while. Oh, I've of
0: course, even. of course, yeah. Let's have someone back there that can bust it out whenever needed.
1: Yeah. Uh, then we go to the uh, even more fake title, the FTW title, up next. <laughs>
0: <laughs> even more fake than an interim champion.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> Ricky Starks defending against Matt Sydal. Um, yeah, I mean nothing too special. Sidel. He does okay, gets some moves in, hits the lightning spiral for a two count, but then Starks just cuts him off, takes over the match, hits the Rochambeau to get the win, retain the belt.
0: Um it it it, it feels like Team Taz has been on the back burner lately. Uh yeah. even just kind of on the normal rampage uh dynamite kind of regular television cycle. They're not even there.
1: I mean, right now, Hook feels almost separate from them. He's, like, too good for them. Yeah, he's too
0: to good match. for uh, the ta- the na- his team's, like, name- the namesake.
1: And same with Dante Martin. He, like, joined him for a week, and he's like, wait a minute, fuck this. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, yeah, even Dante Martin fucked off. Where is yeah. Leo Rush?
1: Yeah. I don't know. We haven't really seen him since he was tweeting out some stuff. But uh, main events... Of this special Brit Baker defending her woman's title against Riho. Uh Baker up to 223 days now and counting. Wow. So good little rain. Not quite as long. Hikaru Shida hit the year mark. She I went remember.
0: yeah, she so. went full year. She went full year.
1: Yeah. But uh crowds hot, cheering for both women here, and they put on a good show. You know, Riho, she's in control, but uh climbs the top rope. Rebel pulls Baker out of the ring to save her. Or she lays right on top of her on the apron, so Riho just dives off, hits a stomp onto both of them, and uh, grabs Baker. Goes for a dragon suplex, but then Britt just pulls off this crazy counter, just kind of spins around midair, catches Rio in the lockjaw, but she escapes. So Baker hits her with a curb stomp. Riho kicks out of that, and then this is when Rebel and Hater, they like both tried to toss Baker the belt. There's kind of some confusion going on there, and the ref catches them. Is like, hey. You guys are gone. So Baker starts arguing with Jamie, and that's when Reho jumps her from behind, kicks Baker into Hater, hits a big crucifix bomb, Northern Lights suplex, a big near fall. But Baker fights back through all this, hits another curb stomp, just spiking Reho down. But once again, Reho kicks out. So crowd's going wild, but right away, Baker just locks her in the lockjaw, and Reho is trapped, has to tap out. So Britt Baker retains in a, uh maybe one of one of her best matches of this title reign. I thought
0: could be and you know like it's great that you said just said two hundred twenty three days and th- this could have been one of the best and there's very few that really jump out even. I don't I don't think she was champion during that lights out match.
1: No, that was kind of her last big push towards becoming champion. So. Right. Yeah, and then she's kind of just dominated and had a lot of you know interference wins and stuff. I mean there was still some of that here, but is always a good baby face that the crowd gets behind.
0: Yeah, and it's tough. Why can't a heel champion just win and be a heel champion? Like is that too much? <laughs> is like is that is that not possible?
1: I mean it is, but not right now, I guess. Not for Brit. That's not what they want.
0: Or oh, yeah, I'm just kinda thinking yeah. kinda cross the board, you know, like a heel who is a champion, does it devalue their heelness if they win it without interference?
1: Yeah. Hey, I mean the Usos just did it, or they defended. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the, the stack, Usos yeah. did it. I guess yeah, a defense, but still, I'll count it.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I get it. There's a lot of. Uh, that's the one thing about AEW. They don't do a lot of DQs, but they do a hell of a lot of interference. So it's kind of.
0: It's kind of you trade, it and... yeah, you trade it out. Yeah, you transfer the <laughs> other way. You know, like the wins and losses on the columns are maybe might be might be accurate, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard but, to say. But uh,
1: overall, the match was great. And Britt and Jamie hug it out at the end, so no hard feelings. They're all good. But, yeah, but the end is nigh for that group, I think.
0: Yeah, Jamie probably. Had. Hey, well, as soon as, I think as soon as the first real challenger to Britt Baker comes out, uh, you know, she, I think she'll have to take her out on her own.
1: Yeah, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Part Two. I think that's the big pay per view. That could match. be
0: it. That could be it.
1: Yeah, but that was your Battle of the Belts special. Uh, not so special, special, but you know, it was, yeah. One great match, a pretty good match, and then forgettable match.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the way it goes. Shit happens, you know? Yep. Okay. Let's move Should on through the on? weekend. Let's move on through yeah. the weekend, then, shall we? Let's get ourselves, uh... hey, let's get ourselves over to Monday night. Let's get <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Uh, day one's in the past, baby. Royal Rumble's on the horizon. Let's get ourselves into some Monday Night Raw. Uh, we open up this week with our uh, our WWE champion, Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman making all way down to the ring. Um, MVP and Lashley, they're watching from the back. You know, we we, we all know what it's like. They're uh, standing there staring at the diagonal television. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but then they decide, hey, enough of this. Let's go out and uh, give him a piece of our mind. So Lashley says, Brock, you know what? You've been ducking me for 20 years now. And uh, Brock's like, uh, hey, buddy, I've been winning championships that whole time in this ring and other rings. And uh, I had no clue who you even were until I met you for the first time at day one. So uh, then Brock pulls out a nice knock-knock joke to Paul Heyman. And says, knock-knock, who's there? Bobby. Bobby who Exactly. Woo! Good one. Good one. Funny little, joke. Got Funny a good joke. little chuckle. Little chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, he just calls Lashley a Brock Lesnar wannabe and walks off. And then Cedric and Shelton show up to attack Bobby because I think earlier backstage he rejected them. And he rejects them once again as he beats them down two on one with ease.
0: And we have to fill we have to fill two more weeks before the rumble. Uh, so I guess you know the the uh, the old wait until the pay per view for the to touch each other, to make contact. I guess I guess that'll probably have to be the right decision. You know, as long as Lashley and Lesnar don't get too close to each other, it'll make that Rumble match uh, pop that little
1: bit more. We know Vince loves doing that. (laughs) Yeah, and I think uh, you know I think the match itself it will be pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, certainly something, you know, like Bobby Lashley says, that fans have been anticipating for decades now.
1: Yeah. And we know Brock, when it's time the bell rings, he wants to have a good match. He can, and he will. He can do
0: it. He can, he has, and he will. And he will again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But let's move on, because we've got the Raw Tag Team Championships on the line. RK-Pro defending against Alpha Academy. And, uh, once again, every time these two are in the ring together, Gable and Riddle, I just want to see more of it. Just the holds, the submissions, the wrestling, the amateur wrestling, everything is great. Uh, But then, as the case with most RK Bro matches, Riddle just kind of gets isolated. He's worked over. I think Randy even wrote on his hands before the match, tag me in or something. Because, yeah, he's always getting worked over and uh, having to make the hot tag to Randy, which is just what he does here uh so randy's in the ring otis meanwhile takes riddle out on the floor back in the ring orton tries to rko gable but otis tags in behind orton's back gable shoves randy into otis who hits the world's strongest slam and gets the win what a what a win for otis pinning randy orton there to become the tag team champions and not many people pin randy orton and that was clean, squeaky clean. Squeaky no, clean no in the middle
0: of the ring. Yeah, fun, fast, good pace. The riddle uh gable connection. Yeah. And um Otis getting, you know, his first real push since his singles push was cut short. You know, it was yeah, cut I mean, tragically he short. He won the money in the bank briefcase, ended up losing it to the Miz in a uh a, a, a JBL courtroom. <laughs> Setting. uh, Yeah, so this
1: is his first real championship belt here, and uh, I don't know if you saw afterwards, Chad Gable sent out a nice long tweet. I know you've seen their their YouTube channel or whatever, where they're working out together, and he's just like, oh yeah, this is one of the best moments, I'm so happy, my friend. We were working, training for the Olympics Olympics together, and now we're champions. Wow. Yeah, just a nice big tweet.
0: You just you know. love seeing that. thing. they call it like the shack or like the carnage shack yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. Up there on uh, Instagram. Same thing. Similar to, Boog, similar to Boogs. If you just want to watch some guys, just lift some weight and put it right back down, uh, go to Chad Gable's Instagram account.
1: <laughs> uh, then we get Street Profits teaming up with Damian Priest to take on the Dirty Dogs and Apollo Crews. And uh pretty standard six man stuff here uh you had the commander aziz at ringside trying to cause shit so ford takes him out with a big tope bacon hero but then back in the ring ziggler hits dawkins with a zigzag to get the win so all of a sudden dolph has been getting the job done the last uh, month with a zigzag of all of all moves <laughs> yeah so, uh, kind of a renewed small push for him this last little bit.
0: I guess, yeah. I guess, well, I guess everyone in this yeah. match yeah. is going up against each other. I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, it won't lead to anything. No. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins comes out next to cut a promo about the Raw Rumble and the fact that he's now challenging Roman for the Universal Title. But then Big E comes out to give him a piece of his mind. Says, "Guess what? If you beat Roman for that title, I'm gonna win the Rumble and then just beat you for it at WrestleMania." So. Uh, how about a match tonight? And Seth says, ah, nah, maybe next week in a better town. And Big E's like, no, let's do it now. And Seth agrees. So, yeah, we just get uh, that match right there. Good competitive match. Big E hits that suicide dive spear through the ropes. And once again, I have a heart attack every single time.
0: <laughs> One of these you. days. Well, you, always just think too you, much. you always think something bad's going to happen.
1: I, he's like an inch away every time. There's too much meat. Falling forward. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, he's okay. They go back and forth. But then Seth manages to hit him with the curb stomp and gives him the three. So, rough couple weeks for Big E here. Real rough. Couple couple, yeah, he's couple weeks.
0: Seth Rollins still going for that uh, pedigree, too. I think he tried a couple times in this match. Missed it, but he was going
1: for it. Yeah, it's still, it's still, still part, part It's of still part of the old arsenal for him, yeah. I guess. Yeah uh, Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash get interviewed in the ring. Uh, they're set to make an announcement when Nikki just takes over and says, yeah, we're going to challenge Carmella and Zelina to a rematch for the titles. But then Rhea's like, uh, Nikki, that's not what we talked about. So Sarah Schreiber's like, uh, what's going on? Has this team run its course? And Nikki just keeps interrupting, says, no, of course it hasn't. Uh, but Rhea's like, actually, Nikki, you know what? Uh, yeah, and let's not talk about this here. Nikki is just like, no, we're going to do this now. We can win. We're great. But Rhea's like, it's not about the titles. And Anyway, they just keep arguing. Uh, Rhea says, let's just be friends and offers a handshake. Nikki says, okay. But then clocks her in the face, lays a beat down. So it looks like we got a heel turn for Nikki. For uh, Ni- God, hopefully she can take off that
0: fucking outfit soon, too. Because uh, yeah. there's no way a heel I mean, would look like that whatsoever. Well...
1: They might just turn her into a super villain and give her another. Oh, goofy my costume. Lord. <laughs> like a black and pink. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, hopefully this is the return of Nikki Cross at some point sooner than later.
0: Yeah. We have so the cool. name ready. We have the name available. You got to.
1: Yeah. You just got to take off that stupid outfit. <laughs> uh, then we get Omos taking on Nick Sanders. Some, uh, some jobber in pink pants.
0: Some jobber know, in think. pink pants, baby.
1: Yeah. Omos kills him, gets the easy win. Of course. Uh, that's all you need to know about that. And yeah. then Edge comes out for another episode of The Cutting Edge, brings out his guest and wife, Beth Phoenix. And they start talking about the upcoming tag match with Miz and Maurice and uh, mention they're the only couple in the Hall of Fame. They've got like 23 titles between them, and they put each other over so much they start just getting hot and uh, basically want to fuck each other right there and then. Uh <laughs> It was like Gomez and uh Morticia for a second. <laughs> but uh Yeah. Anyways, Ms. and Maurice interrupt and they all exchange insults. And Miz is like, Yeah, Maurice is gonna kick your ass. She's not scared. And Maurice runs off scared. So runs off scared. Yeah. Uh Austin Theory takes on AJ Styles, trying to prove himself to Vince McMahon once again. And he's doing pretty good early on. Uh, but then AJ starts fighting back. He's lining up for the phenomenal forearm when Grayson Wallow appears and attacks AJ, causing the DQ. Um,
0: did we have a did we have a shitty Austin Theory Vince McMahon bit this week? I think we did. Uh,
1: it was probably I did not even remember. I it,
0: think we did, and like Vince McMahon puts Austin Theory in the Royal Rumble. I think. Uh, probably. Um, he's like, don't screw mm-hmm. this one up.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we also got a segment of Alexa Bliss In therapy um, The doctor just shows her a video Of Charlotte destroying Lily And she starts freaking out Trashes his office So, looks so to be we're not done
0: It's mostly going to be based around this whole Lily nonsense uh, She can't go back to being a normal adult woman uh, We need to <laughs> stick with the Lily Because it you can buy it Buy the doll people
1: yeah, and I mean, they showed Charlotte doing it, and you mentioned Charlotte making it to the final four of the Rumble. Maybe Li- or uh, Alexa does as well, and she's the one to eliminate Charlotte and get some revenge. Who knows?
0: Could be, as long as it's not a fucking doll that eliminates Or her. maybe
1: number 30 hits and Lily comes out herself to do the <laughs> like a big,
0: Like a big, uh, per- like somebody in a big like, blow-up outfit, <laughs> just like yeah. waddling down to the ring.
1: Uh, I hope not. But no. But hey, get... don't
0: put- I wouldn't put it past him. No.
1: But let's get to the main event of this episode. Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Air, Drop, triple threat match. The winner earns the right to challenge Becky for the title at Royal Rumble. So, yeah, good match here early on. Liv pulling out a nice Tope to the floor and uh Drop hits a nice Mickey Michinoku driver. And then a cool spot where Drew drops in the c- corner, Bianca's on the top ropes and then Liv just comes running in, flips off dewdrops, Drop, Hurricane Rana's Belair. Pulling out a new move every time we see her. Liv Morgan. Uh, But then Dewdrop grabs her. Hits a big powerbomb. Makes the pin. But then Balair comes flying in with a 450 splash to the middle of the ring. To break up that pin. And uh, Bianca just goes on a roll there. She hits Liv with the KOD. Makes the cover. But then Becky Lynch, who was on commentary, jumps in. Breaks up the pin. But, of course, no DQ because of the triple threat. So... uh, Del Air just starts brawling with Becky outside the ring, while Dewdrop climbs the ropes and hits Liv with a bonsai drop. Her new finisher here to get a three count. Big win for Dewdrop.
0: Big win for Dewdrop. Who all three of these women are looking for, looking to be Becky Lynch's competitor for the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah. Which one of the three of them will it be? I don't know. It's got to be one of these three. One of these three will be the next Raw Women's Champion, right?
1: Yeah, I would say definitely barring some crazy surprise. Some
0: crazy surprise, which could totally happen. Nikki Bella could happen. Win, wins the Rumble.
1: <laughs> I don't think that crazy, but uh, either way, Dewdrop's getting the title shot, so uh, heel versus heel, kind of interesting there. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, this, uh, Becky, this Becky tweener thing, until we're kind of like firmly on... You know, the, fe- uh, yeah. the firmly on the side of what she actually is going to be.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. After she gets in the ring and slaps Dewdrop in the face, goes for the manhandled slam, but she can't lift her. She just gets shoved away, and Dewdrop stands tall to end RAW. Yeah. So big moment, main event winner, Dewdrop.
0: Main event winner, yeah. In the ac- in the actual main event of the uh, of the whole show, that's a big deal. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, they changed her music. They changed her attitude. Everything but the name, she's doing well right now. Yeah,
0: hopefully so. we're getting a couple new names now. You know, between her and Nikki <laughs> Cross, maybe. Yeah. Nah, back to the way uh. it was. Uh, but that was Monday Night Raw, and that was probably the first half of the uh, of the show, Mike. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with uh, some more NXT action. Dynamite! So you're going to want to stick around.
1: Bitch.
0: with part two of the podcast here folks thanks for sticking it out through the break uh because you know we the wrestling world doesn't stop so by association we don't stop
1: can't stop won't stop
0: can't stop won't stop um let's make it on through our Wednesday night show then shall we uninterrupted oh sorry Tuesday wow I was a day early I was a day early or a day late (laughs) my mistake uh, okay. let's, let's move ourselves over there. Let's move ourselves over to NXT 2.0.
1: NXT, what does it mean? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> it's <some laughs> good wrestling. <laughs> so NXT, <laughs> watch and see. How <laughs> <laughs> to tap out? To count out? <laughs> <a> <laughs> one, <laughs> two, three.
0: In the NXT. wake of New Year's Evil, we have a new NXT champion, of course, Braun Breaker. Uh, unclear who will step up to challenge him next, but uh. Um, I'm sure we'll hear about that. He actually kicks off the show after, uh, you know, we get the long-ass video package with his, uh, you know, he, he put a, with him his victory over Tommaso Trump, but He puts over the black heart, you know, for passing him the cho- torch, so to speak, and uh, promise that he'll spend every single day getting better and taking on all challenges. Challengers.
1: <laughs> yeah, both. Uh, yeah, he knows he's got some big shoes to fill, but he's ready. And uh got a good ovation. There was some dueling chance of, you deserve it. No, you no, don't. No, you don't. Yeah, so a little bit of a pocket there, but either way. That's I think the way it should be. A... You know,
0: you're not going to have 100% exactly. of the f- f- crowd. You're not Daniel Bryan.
1: <laughs> and even he can get the fans. To do That's why.
0: Yeah, but at least well, you I'll have 100% to... of the fans booing you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> either way. Uh, yeah. Good little promo. Short and sweet mm-hmm. from Bron Breaker.
0: It moves into uh I think and it kind of like went. just transitions into a match kind of. Uh he starts walking up the ramp. Santos Escobar starts walking down the ramp, staring him down on the way. Uh but he's yeah. taking on uh yeah. Zion Quinn in the opening match of the uh of this week's episode.
1: Yeah, and uh this is uh Electra Lopez says she will leave with the winner so
0: I didn't know that was <laughs> at, I didn't know Lopez. that was at stake uh either yeah so... it was
1: it was said at one point i think she said it the previous week okay She's like, whoever wins that's who i leave with or
0: something okay
1: <laughs> so anyways uh zion he comes out swinging he's all over uh escobar and you know he wants to win that love win that affection literally so uh but escobar goes after his knee and he's got all the other members of legato causing distractions at ringside uh, Escobar gets ready to slam Quinn onto the floor when Electra walks up and just stares at him. So he drops Quinn and goes, what the hell? And that's when Quinn tacks from behind, has a little comeback. And then he turns and stares at Electra. They they touch, they embrace a little bit, but not too much because Quinn's got to get back to the task in hand. So he just nods, goes back into the ring or turns around to go back into the ring, but then Electra kicks him in the balls from behind. Damn, she got him. Um uh, she got me. <laughs> and uh <laughs> this allows Escobar to hit the Phantom Driver, get the win. That damn succubus Lopez. She uh yeah. <laughs> the succubus. <laughs> uh
0: probably probably ending the legato Quinn feud, I guess.
1: Um I guess so. I really thought Quinn was gonna take this one and walk away with the girl, but he got nothing, nothing out
0: he got he got he got nothing out of it he got nothing out of it but you know after that stare down possibly the next to take on braun breaker
1: uh escobar yeah yeah maybe that'd be a good first defense why not Uh, yeah why the hell not uh, yeah then we get cameron grimes taking on damon kemp who uh yeah had a nice little amateur style to him uh Malcolm Bivens comes out at one point to kind of scout the match, so he seems interested in this Kemp kid. So, uh, he could be like the Creed Brothers' third little brother. I don't know.
0: Hmm.
1: But, uh, you know, I myself, I got impressed by Kemp. He had pretty good in there against old Grimy, but, uh, Wiley Grimy is just too much for him. He hits the cave in to get the win.
0: Yeah, I guess Cameron Grimes. Um, Cameron Grimes, who is no longer, I think, the, uh, is the million-dollar championship still a thing?
1: No, I think they just quietly, once he gave it back to Ted, and he, like, drove off in the limo with it.
0: Right, because if what I can recall, I remember, you know, the build, the L.A. Knight thing, that was fantastic. But L.A. Knight won it initially and had it for, like, two months. And then yeah. Cameron Grimes beats him and then just, like, gets rid of it. So if you're probably looking yeah. at the history books, I'm sure L.A. Knight
1: has a longer reign. I think he would, like, yeah, which, yeah, a little. They could have used it a little bit longer. I feel like they could have. That's like Grimes' only title to this. I mean,
0: the main thing. roster has a pointless championship. I mean, hell, yeah. Dynamite is a pointless championship. And we, you, <laughs> you, you just got rid of a fucking one of your pointless championships. Bring uh, you, uh, you, your Brandy says one pointless championship. And the million dollar title looks way
1: better than the fucking twenty four seven FTW.
0: Shows. Exactly. Well, well, actually, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it.
1: Uh, but let's just move along because we got Malik Blade and Andreas Sonafi. I think I pronounce it differently every time I see him. Uh, he, they take on Joe Gacy and Harland. Uh, Gacy starts, but he gets beat up, so he tags in Harland, who just dominates but takes it too far. Doesn't break at the ref's count of five in the corner, so he gets disqualified.
0: Getting DQ'd. Um, yeah, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic will be good. Hopefully, you know, bringing in some new teams into the mix. Um, uh, but yeah Harlan got disqualified for like barely a good reason when was the time you saw somebody get DQ'd for not letting go
1: I mean more wrestlers have
0: enough sense to let go Harlan's just a big brute maybe that's what it is he's just this big dumbass (laughs) I don't know Uh,
1: No, either way you know even a DQ it's like why make him lose well that's the thing in a
0: match like this it's like yeah then why have the match in the first place you know you end up asking yourself like if it really accomplished nothing uh oh well (laughs)
1: <laughs> and that's what it is but uh up next cam this is something that you book this match almost every week i think i and, think every uh... <laughs> single week i want
0: something to be on a pole
1: and we very rarely get it but every once in a while it comes around and this one's had some build to it tony d'angelo taking up pete dunn in a crowbar on a pole match um. Uh, well, <laughs> honestly, so I think kinda... the last, I
0: think the last thing we had on a poll was I think it was Bliss Bailey. Um, Kenno second a poll. And that was that god, that was probably was like 3 years ago. And it was terrible.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think that whole feud was one of the worst of both their careers, I think. But. Bizarre. Uh, no. This is much better going on. We got a crowbar. That's a big heavy weapon. Uh they had it hanging from a chain, kind of like a water ski uh, thing there. It was, like, horizontal at first. Yeah, it looked
0: a little bit I different, know. I guess. so. Maybe it played but, a little uh, bit better on camera to have it, uh, you know, facing kind of the other direction.
1: Yeah. Either way, crowbar and a pole. Uh, grabbing the crowbar does not win the match. It just means uh, you're free to use it on your opponent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they just slug it out. They trade chances, both trying to climb up, grab the crowbar. Uh, at one point, it seemed like it slipped out a little bit, but didn't fall off, but made it easier to grab. Just kind of came down, and eventually Tony grabs it, but Dunn counters. They kind of just trade it back and forth, each swinging and missing, but eventually Tony gets a hold, uh, starts choking out Dunn, hits the big swinging neck breaker with the crowbar, but Dunn kicks out. Uh, that was a great looking move there. Uh, Dunn grabs the... No. Tony's got the crowbar, starts bashing in Dunn's fingers getting some revenge. and uh, Dunn has a little comeback until Tony just clocks him square in the head with the crowbar, and that finishes the job. Tony D'Angelo gets the big three. Big win. A
0: big victory over, uh, over an NXT mainstay.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, rumors of him going to the main roster. He had a, a second dark match, I think, after Monday Night Raw. So. Wow. Who knows? Who knows? I mean... If he's not going to become the NXT world champion, then he's pretty much done all he can.
0: Exactly, right? I mean, he's in this kind of crop of guys, right? And, you know, whether it was Roderick Strong or Peter Doon, Tommaso Ciampa, anyone who was there from before for the before times. Yeah. <laughs> the long, long ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, up next, we had 6 women tag action. Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, Amari Miller taking on Indy Pers, no Indy Hartwell, Persia Prada— and Wendy Chu. Wendy who? Well, uh, a lot of people were inst- instantly won over by this uh, this small woman whose gimmick appears to be that she's a big sleepyhead. So uh, she comes down to the ring. She's got pajamas. She's a onesie, a pillow, a sleep mask. And, you know, kind of some Orange Cassidy esque, uh, a bit more, just full on. Sleep, I guess. <laughs> a bit more formal,
0: I guess.
1: Yeah, like Cassidy's lazy, but this is just full on. Like, maybe she's got like... Like uh, narcolepsy. Yeah, or uh, yeah, chronic fatigue syndrome or yeah. something. <laughs> Either way, uh, she's laying in the corner for most of the match. The other woman working hard. Uh, some nice high-flying moves from Team Casey. But then eventually, Chu, she gets tagged in and she goes on a roll showing... Much like Orange Cassidy. She's not just a sloth. She, I guess she basically is a woman, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> uh, with but, with, uh, with pajamas. With the pajamas. Uh, so she goes on a roll, tags in Persia, who hits her finisher, tags in Indy to hit the big flying elbow drop to get the win. So the three of them get the victory. And, uh, yeah, I like this Wendy Chu.
0: <laughs> Wendy Chu. Wendy Chu. Tough, you know, history of, of trying to get gimmicks over.
1: Um, yeah, this is one that, you know, if the carrier, if the person wasn't into it, it wouldn't work, but she seems like she's into it, and I think it could become a crowd favorite in quick order.
0: Well, I believe as though, you know, Wendy Chu creates gimmicks that are crowd favorites. Mike, you know, if you head over to Pro Fight DV, the internet wrestling database, and you type on Wendy Chu's information, well, I mean, I, we've, we've seen this woman before, Mike. You saw her in a television set. I saw her in a television set. We saw her for months and months and months with regularly no activity. <laughs> However, she was always there, sitting on her chair, pointing out her, her domineering finger.
1: Wow. I had no idea that was the same. It's the same. Mei Ying is Wendy Chu? May Ying is Wendy Chu. Also, wow. uh, but, uh also. I went mean, by now the... that I think about the height, I'm like, yeah, the height matches. But I never would have guessed.
0: Prior to 2020, wow. also went by the name of Karen Q. She's been on the NXT system for coming up on three years now. You know, this performer, she's performed uh, for years and years <laughs> with the company. There's something about her they must really like, regardless of if the gimmick gets over.
1: Well, hey, I got to say, I mean, that's. That's hell of a versatility to go from Mei Ying to Wendy Chu. I had no idea it's the same person.
0: So kind of by doing so, Mei Ying is done, officially.
1: Uh, I think she has to be now. And Wendy
0: Chu is back uh, doing this shit. So (laughs) isn't that
1: great? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this leads. Uh, But, I mean, hopefully this doesn't go the way of Presley, the little pup. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, But speaking of Mei Ying, up next we had Boa. Uh, taking on Solo Sokoa. But this was regular Boa. No face paint right here as he's trying to he's trying to subdue that demon from inside him. You know, Wendy Chu. Maybe that's all that happened. She got rid of it. She passed it on to Boa and became her normal Wendy self. But they'll never say that on TV. <laughs> that
0: could be it. That but, could be it.
1: <laughs> but anyway, so uh, these two, just stiff strikes going on. Uh, Boa gets a cut above his eye. They brawl outside the ring. The ref counts to 10. So double count out. And, uh, yeah, they just keep fighting all the way into the back, beating the shit out of each other, making a big mess all over backstage. Solo tosses Boa over some equipment, and then he goes after him, but then he gets hit in the face by a fireball, and Boa rises up. He rises up, and he's now got the face paint on. so He's still doing it. It's all him now. Tian, it's Sha all Tian him. Sha's
0: him now. <laughs> Mei Ying's falling asleep in the corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, Zia Lee's. Had, like, one appearance and then not seen since on SmackDown.
0: Bizarre.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Don't know what to say about that one. But uh, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams come out next. Cut a promo, just kind of bragging about Carmelo unifying those cruiserweight North American titles. They were trying a little too hard to be cool and cocky for me, but maybe that's their gimmick. Yeah. as uh, As they go to leave in the parking lot, Cameron Grimes is hanging out in front of their cars and lets them know, hey, buddy, I'm coming for that North American title. So this is what we want. Finally, Grimey getting some title action.
0: Grimey getting some title action. A couple uh, charismatic performers, too, right? They they could carry shows uh, with potentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's a feud. Looking forward to.
0: Yes. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Let's let's go to the main event for this show cuz we got a special guest AJ Styles taking on Grayson Waller. Big opportunity here. He's been picking this fight for the last few weeks, so time to put up or shut up, of course, and uh you know, funnily enough, uh Waller, he was not wearing the gloves for this match. He's you know, he's been wearing those AJ Styles gloves. And that was week, the but...
0: thing that made him like AJ Styles <laughs> or something apparently. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but either way, puts up a great fight here against the Phenomenal One. He lasts about 15 minutes in his first ever main event singles match here, so uh, good back and forth stuff. Waller, he hits his stupid elbow drop for the two count. I don't even know. I don't think that's his finisher, but doing it. I don't think so. Uh, then he goes on a roll. Yeah, he hits that, like, roll. He dives through the ropes, rolls into a stunner. That's, like, his thing, I guess. And uh, But AJ kicks out of that. Goes on a comeback, hits the phenomenal forearm to get the win. But uh, yeah, another good showing for Waller in the ring.
0: Yeah, I still don't like that. I, I don't get it, but sure, right? Yeah, the
1: gimmick is still like I have up no clue area. why AJ
0: Styles is here at all, or like what the point of it is.
1: Yeah. Like Waller, why does he wear like boxing shorts but he has nothing to do with his he's not like a fighter. Yeah,
0: he's not you know, bear. you know, he he, he just, well He may well that could just be because he doesn't have Corey Graves telling us that he's a twelve time <laughs> golden glove boxing whatever whatever yeah. the hell that means. Whatever it is. Um uh, but yeah, possibly still the top heel in NXT though. I possible right? I mean
1: he Maybe, I don't know, because uh yeah, I mean afterwards AJ gets on the mics like he says you're good, but you're not phenomenal. And your night's not over. So I want to introduce you to one of my buddies. And LA Knight comes out. Uh who I guess he's just babyface now. If he's buddy with AJ Styles and coming out here to beat up Waller, so I don't know. That was pretty much it.
0: Yeah, you got like a de facto baby face. Um so maybe Waller LA Knight? Is that's that's the next thing maybe?
1: I guess so, yeah. Yeah, La Knight hasn't had much in this NXT 2.0 era, so at least he's getting a, a feud.
0: Yeah, really, one of the dudes that kind of like fell behind there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a bummer. And that was uh, that was the entirety of NXT
1: 2.0. Yeah. Let's,
0: so, let's move on to let's, our final show of the night. Of course, uh, we're on TBS. You're so you know if you're on TNT, you're on the wrong place. Move over to Channel 47. We're talking TBS, All Elite Wrestling, Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Um, A couple of big matches on the card, uh, including CM Punk and Wardlow.
1: Yeah, but before we get to that, we got Adam Cole coming out with Cole and... Uh, or Kyle and O'Reilly, yeah, Kyle and Fish, the three of them, you know who, uh, <laughs> uh, hyping themselves up, and then the Young Bucks come out and says, "Let's talk this out." Uh, bucks want to make things clear that this is their company. They're the longest reigning tag champs in AEW history, and their resolution is to get the belts back. And Bobby and Kyle say, "Well, we got the same resolution, and nobody's going to stand in our way, including you." And Cole's like, hey guys, this is what we need. A little friendly competition, you know? That's what makes us the best faction in AEW history. And then the best friends come out to interrupt, and Cole just insults Orange Cassidy, so he jumps in the ring, they start brawling, and then Statlander comes in, she steps up to Cole, and then Britt Baker comes out, attacks her, hits her with a curb stomp, Cole hits Cassidy with a boom. So they all pose together, I think this is our... First on-screen moment between Baker and Cole as they even share a kiss. So now, do um,
0: do, does this this team of uh, Adam Cole and Colorado uh, Boba Fisher? Do they have a name yet? Are we leaning into something uh, similar to an undisputed era type thing or?
1: Yeah, I think I saw that they trademarked something, but I can't remember. Okay.
0: They, 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 there they like might a, not have been. There's like a possi- possible name that they have. Yeah.
1: It was like a, a similar type of word, undisputed. Yeah, you know, something. But, uh, yeah. So, and also this thing with Baker. Does this mean she's part of the group? Could she, or part of the super elite at this I point, hope
0: so. Because what do I say <laughs> every single time there's like a, an all male faction? I say to myself, oh.
1: You need a woman in them. Yeah. You
0: need it. You need it. And yeah. the best friends are doing it with Chris Statlander. Hit Row did it, uh, and they all got fired.
1: Um and American you know top team
0: American top team has Paige Van Zant I mean even, Jericho
1: just slut shames her every week yeah
0: when Jericho <laughs> just is a terrible person and um <laughs> even even the bloodline has the option of put, throwing Naomi in there and they just don't like why are yeah, we, why we- why why are people trying to do this more I feel like it's such a great idea.
1: Yeah, and hey, with Baker you get a package deal. You get Rebel and Jamie Hayter along. Oh, uh,
0: you get the like. whole thing. The Elite could just end up being half the roster. We got to kind of <laughs> just like It's NWO two. Exactly, NWO two baby. I can't say two
1: <laughs> Well, they have a team called two
0: Um, but whatever it is, I guess if the si- <laughs> if we if we get a six man, uh, revolution coming up.
1: Yeah. Some sort of intergender. Uh, I think they might have challenged them to an intergender match later or something. Yeah, kinda. maybe or something tag. like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> Mixed tag. Well,
0: yeah, you, you could uh, do, you could do Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Chuck, Chucky e. T, and Chris Statlander against Britt, Cole, Colorado. You know, like an eight an eight yeah, person yeah. tag.
1: Yeah, they could definitely do that. But let's go on to Wardlow taking on CM Punk. In the biggest match of his career, I think. Maybe even bigger than that cage match with Cody.
0: Probably, Uh, yeah. More at stake, I feel, with, you know, later on in his career.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, huge match either way for Wardlow. And got MJF at his side, of course. And Crowd's hot, chanting for Punk. But I heard some Let's Go Wardlow chants in there as well. So, hey. Yeah. I'd say he's he's over. Yeah, he's over. He's over. Crowd's liking him and... You know, match starts a little slow, but picking up the plotting style there, and uh, Wardlow brings out. He starts doing that powerbomb symphony. Uh, he goes for it, but Punk escapes. Nails him with some big kicks to the head. But then Wardlow just catches him, hits the powerbomb, then hits a the second one right away. Then a third, a fourth, a fifth, five in a row, just killing Punk. He goes for the cover, puts his puck on Punk, puts his foot on Punk's chest. Uh, About to hand him his first loss, maybe. But then MJF just jumps on the apron and says, No! I want more. So Wardlow hits him with another powerbomb. But MJF just screams again. So Wardlow does it. A seventh powerbomb. This is a beating like Punk has never taken here in AEW. Maybe (laughs) in his whole career. This is madness. He rolls to the apron and MJF tells Wardlow to hit him with another one. This time through the timekeeper's table. So He's broken him through the table. He's left for dead. But Punk just makes it back in the ring at the count of nine. So MJF tells Wardlow to powerbomb him again. Wardlow picks up Punk. But then he gets reversed with an inside cradle. Three count. Just like that. MJF perhaps costing Wardlow the biggest win of his whole career. Because he he had it. He had it in the bag there. Eight powerbombs, nine powerbombs, however many he did. That's a lot of powerbombs. Including the powerbombs on the table. Like I said, he dominated Punk. Like, no, even Brock Lesnar didn't dominate Punk that big in their match. So that was uh, that was an impressive showing for me from Wardlow. And uh, and Wardlow was pissed at MJF, rightfully so. And MJF was pissed at Wardlow. So they just start screaming <laughs> at each other. He says, you never win the big match. He shoves him, starts doing the finger jabbing in his chest. But then Wardlow grabs his finger, bends it back so sean spears just jumps in breaks this up and says hey boys 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 and then wardlow just walks off all steamed and, uh but wardlow he walks off while punk is still down recovering at ringside just selling despite being the winner so i don't know uh, even in the loss wardlow looking like a, a beast wardlow's looking great yeah gotta say yeah i thought and uh yeah mjf punk it's gonna be coming sooner than later i don't think they can hold it off till a pay-per-view you know, I mean, yeah, that's probably two months away. That feels like a little long. Yeah, I think they'll have to do it. Uh, I don't know. I think they announced some sort of beach bash special. Oh uh, yeah,
0: there's a beach beach bash. There's a beach <laughs> bash.
1: So maybe there, uh, good old February beach bash. <laughs> of course. Uh but let's go to the next match. Dante Martin taking on powerhouse Hobbs. The old speed versus strength there, and uh, Hobbs hitting a big. A big spine buster on the floor uh, early on. And, of course, he's got team Taz. Ricky starts. getting involved at ringside. Behind the ref's back. Cheap shots. So, this allows Hobbs to dominate a large portion of the match. But then Jay Lethal comes out to kind of even things up. Take out Starks. So, Dante has his comeback. Hits the double springboard moonsault, which they're calling the nosedive now. And that gets him the win. So, Dante Martin, breakout star of the year with a nice win.
0: Breakout star and, and and another loss for uh, Team Taz, going down, going down the uh, going down. But uh, where's <laughs> Le- down. Le- Le- where's Leo Rush been? Any anyone anyone anyone?
1: No, I okay. mean yeah, him and Dante kind of s- had that split, but then it turns out Dante wasn't even joining Team Taz, so maybe he could have still been friends with Leo, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, Leo started tweeting with during that whole big swole mm-hmm. stuff, so maybe I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Then we go backstage where there's some tension still between Jericho and Kingston. and They're just yelling at each other. He tells Santana and Ortiz, man, if you leave this Jericho, he's getting you nowhere. And he's kind of right, man. They haven't had very many shots at the titles. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean,
0: they haven't really had the opportunity to do much.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the inner circle is not really... I mean, they're still together, but they're not really touring. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I don't. Th- <laughs> yeah, I think we're past that. We're past. I mean, we're definitely past Chris Jericho. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I think the only one who needs the group is Jake Hager because he's really doesn't have a whole lot on his own. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's a dark guy. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably racking him up there. Probably. Uh, MJF comes out. He's pissed off that says Punk got a fluke victory over an Oaf tonight. And next week, you're going to take your first L in AEW, because I'm going to give you the match you've all been waiting for. Next week, CM Punk versus Sean Spears. So, another week they bought, but yeah, eventually. He's only got so many goons. What, next is FTR and then MJF?
0: Are they going to do each individually, like Danielson <laughs> taking out fucking Dark know. Order?
1: I don't know. There's another five uh, labors of...
0: Uh, oh, no, punk? I I don't think I could do another five
1: <laughs> labors. I don't think we need to do five, but uh, yeah they got to do the match soon
0: I yeah mean, they ha- they have to just uh i think yeah.
1: yeah just because definitely can't wait till revolution no uh then the world champ adam page comes out to cut a promo and uh you know puts over Brian for their 90 plus minutes of battles they've had the last month calls him one of the best in the world but you know i do it all for this title and it's a new year the records have been reset so i need a new challenger And that's when Dan Lambert comes out and he gives some respect. Says, hey man, you and Brian had some of the best matches I've seen in over 40 years. So I respect you. Uh, And the fact that you didn't take the Cody Rhodes path of backstage politics to get the title. Uh, But then he says, hey, you're not a real cowboy. You're disrespecting the legacy of cowboys. And uh, Yeah. Starts ranting, going on. Uh, But then Lance Archer eventually comes out and Lambert's scared uh, because it was American Top Team that took out Archer a little while back. So he grabs a hold of Lambert, but then he lets him go and hits Hangman instead. Beats him up with a chair and then uh, sets a chair up in the ring and hits a blackout onto the chair, just crumpling it and the Hangman.
0: Nice to see Lance Archer back, though, after that scary, uh, what, a little fucking
1: dive he yeah, took moonsault to the head or he like landed on his head the a little bit the
0: old moonsault to the head um, <laughs>
1: yeah not a good move not but, a good uh, move but
0: yeah. uh if lance archer's the next dude to take on hangman adam page uh total different styles total, total uh class you know but uh, from brian danielson you know it, it could serve well as a the next test to hangman right the ability to absorb punishment
1: uh yeah i don't know and it's uh yeah, good opponent. It'll be like a good filler feud. I don't mean that in a negative way, but like, not a pay-per-view match but it'll lead to. Yeah. Fill the gap between.
0: Just something. Something in the middle.
1: Yeah. Then we get Hikaru Shida taking on Serena Deeb. And the feud that's been going on for a little while here, and uh, during Shida's entrance, Deeb attacks with a kendo stick and slams her into the stairs, so Shida just starting at a big disadvantage here, and Uh, Deeb just works over Sheeta's leg, uh, applies a half crab. She has got nowhere to go, but she won't tap out. And then referee Paul Turner just makes his own decision and rings the bell anyways for the safety of Sheeta. So referee stoppage is the call, and Sheeta's pissed off, yelling at the ref, and uh, Deeb comes back, just beats her down some more at the candlestick.
0: Well, that's why the official needs to be there, right? To maintain order, to keep everybody <laughs> safe. I thank you, Paul Turner. I thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it, but I think Sheeta. Uh, I think uh, she wasn't quite in the danger that he thought. You, you could be right, but then again, Mike, you could be wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> I could. Hey, it's his decision to make, and he made it. So. He made it. Uh, after that, we had Matt Hardy. Oh, sorry, I've lost my headphone. here. Popping out. Fell right out. I'm back. Matt Hardy taking on Penta in uh, Hardy's hometown here, Charlotte, North Carolina or something.
0: Close. Yeah. Uh, he was the hometown hero in this one.
1: <laughs> something like that. So, getting a good pop, good response from the crowd here. Match itself wasn't anything to brag about. Um, they spent too much time trading taunts. The delete, the zero, uh, Miedo, back and forth.
0: Delete, Miedo, delete, yeah, Miedo,
1: delete, Too miedo. much. Uh, but then Hardy pulls out a big spot. He goes for a top rope moonsault, but Penta avoids that. Hits the no fear, gets the win. And then afterwards, he gets on the mic, calls out Malachi Black. The lights shut out. Malachi appears, and he's got a red eye now. I don't think he had the red on his eye, did he? Uh,
0: I don't know. I I don't know. But the the whole uh, kind of they're 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 spending some time on that makeup. Uh, around every week, his it's eye. Every more week? and
1: more. Yeah, he's taken over so. Anyway, he's here. He attacks Penta. The Varsity Blondes run out to make the save. The three of them are all beating down Malachi. But then Julia Hart tells him to stop. She's got her eye patch on, so something's going on. She, why does she care about Black? I don't know. But then the lights go out again, and Brody King appears. He takes everyone out. Crowd was popping for this. Uh, and yeah, looks like he's here for the House of Black, as speculated.
0: As speculated by me, and as speculated also (laughs) by me, Julia Hart, Uh, why would she tell the Varsity Blondes to stop? And, you know, and then why, after she did, did Malachi Black have a scheming kind of chuckle on his face?
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. And why was
0: Julia Hart wearing a black shirt uh, (laughs) when normally the Varsity Blondes uh, wear wear colorful clothes? I don't know, but... Best friends well, have he, best friends have Statlander, the Elite got Baker, the house of Black. They got Julia Hart.
1: Definitely. Julia Blackheart. Julia Blackheart.
0: Nah, nah, that's too much, <laughs> that's too close.
1: <laughs> uh and in an even further tease, we got a little vignette uh showing the new pack he's got like bandages over his eyes. Now,
0: Pac like, has look. no eyes. So everyone here either has one eye or no <laughs>
1: eyes. Uh,
0: this is really going down well, south.
1: Well, maybe he's just hiding. He's hiding his like red eyes that are underneath. Oh, he's okay, okay. He's transforming into what Alist- or Malachi is. So, Yeah, I like it though. The House of Black. If you got Malachi, Pac, Julia Hart, Brody, that's a good group there. So hopefully that's your group. It could be a good one. Uh, Then we got some tag wrestling. The Acclaimed taking on Bear Country. Another classic size versus speed. Uh, Max Caster hits the mic drop elbow off the top rope to get the win for the Acclaimed. Who are the number one ranked team in the division. No, well, kind of well I guess way because there.
0: everything restarts, so I guess they—they're oh. the, <laughs> they're guess the so. only team with
1: a win. I guess that's why they're breaking. <laughs> about. I was thinking, I was like, how'd they sneak their way up there? But uh, <laughs> I think they're the only after, team that's won a match. Yeah. Well, Sting and Darby come out after and beat them up, get some revenge. I mean, maybe they want to sniff around the tag time times. Maybe, maybe they do. Then uh, the main event, Sammy Guevara. Ger- <laughs> 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 Sammy defending that interim TNT title against Daniel Garcia. Uh, yeah, just a nice fast-paced, hard-hitting match. These guys were doing some stiff, just straight-up slaps to the face. and uh, Sammy doing his usual flips to the floor. Garcia hanging in there, though. Some good showing. I mean, this is a main event match for him, so good spot. It's a big deal. Uh, And at one point, Sammy hits him with a crossroads to send a message to Cody, but Garcia kicks out of that. Then he picks Sammy up, hits a huge spike pile driver. Uh, Sammy kicks out of that, though, and this is when 2.0 run out, and they attack Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, who had been both at ringside watching at separate corners uh, for the whole match. So they're all brawling at ringside. They jump on the apron, but Sammy thwarts them off, hits Garcia with a GTH to get the win and remain the interim TNT champ.
0: And still, and still, of course, I think after the match, uh, (laughs) Jericho and Kingston kind of clear everyone out before uh, leaving us with another tease. I guess Jericho... See, what I don't want about Jericho and Eddie Kingston is that Jericho's going to go over. Like, I don't want that. He has not. He's had two fucking (laughs) matches in six months, but you know, why would he... He's not coming back for one match and then losing right like I feel like if Jericho's doing 12 matches a year or 10 matches a year he's kind of like winning them all you know
1: or probably like 10 of them
0: or right you know like and he's gonna win a huge percentage of them
1: yeah Um, I don't know hopefully hopefully they can do the right thing and have Eddie win this feud and get custody of Santana and Ortiz
0: (laughs) yeah for custody of Santana and Ortiz
1: (laughs) and yeah they can go on their merry way inner circle can just slowly crumble
0: yeah just slowly cl- crumble by the wayside and then we'll never have to see him or hear from them again yeah well that was all the in ring action as surmised by us let's give you our last little thing of the evening let's give you our wrestler of the week it's the wrestler of the, wrestler the, week the week
1: of the week the of the week, the, week the week of the week the of North week North North the week wrestler of the <gettin' weird> week of the week of the week
0: I am going to kick this one off. Uh, uh, We just heard his name. He just defended Sammy Guevara. Uh, I'm going to give you the rest of the week because you won a championship and you defended it. And that's kind of
1: all you can really ask for in a good week, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to give it to Mr. Mayhem Wardlow. Because, uh, like I said, that dominant performance. He didn't get the win, but I think he had it won. And I think that was the message they were trying to convey. Because Punk, I mean, he was out on the ground. He couldn't even stand after the match. And, uh, yeah, Wardlow.
0: Who knows? Maybe next time Wardlow uh he he maybe he's had enough of MJF. Maybe we'll be seeing that in the coming weeks. Maybe that'll be a revolution. MJF and uh Wardlow. Uh, I don't know, eventually. But uh yeah, that's gonna be a big big match when that happens. Eventually they're gonna have to go at it. And uh that's all the time we have folks. Thanks for listening. Ravy like subscribe, the show is everywhere. Uh the new year battles on, a whole new set of shooty contenders. Uh, can't wait for uh, for the full year of uh, packed wrestling action.
1: Oh, yeah. Royal Rumble just around the corner many people's favorite show or favorite match, at least, of the year. Always a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, so, a lot of anyway. Rumble build. A lot of Rumble build to come up in the next few weeks. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss that. And, uh, Mike, you take care of yourself.
1: Yeah, have a good one.